0: step into your power you are worthy today we shatter barriers with affirmations transforming not just words but
1: worlds stay tuned welcome to the listen for life podcast with Genevieve Richardson Genevieve is a speech language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. I've been thinking a lot
0: about what it really means to feel worthy. It's like this inner belief. That we're valuable, deserving of love and happiness. And it's all tied into our self-esteem. When we feel good about ourselves, that sense of worthiness shines bright, but it can get tricky, right? And then there's the whole comparison game we play with others. How often do we catch ourselves measuring our worth against others? It's like a never-ending battle. But here's the thing, it's not about what others think or how we stack up to them, it's about finding that validation from within, being our own cheerleader. Plus, we have to be kind to ourselves. Self-compassion is super important. And resilience, oh boy, that's a big one, right? Again, the rubber band analogy, the rubber band starts with a certain shape. But it can stretch and move and be manipulated to fit a variety of situations. And then when the tension is off of it, it snaps right back. That is resilience. Every time we bounce back from a setback, it's like we're telling ourselves, I am stronger than I thought. And that just adds to our self-worth. So feeling worthy is about so much more than just feeling good about ourselves. It's about how we understand, how we treat ourselves, how we believe in ourselves, no matter what life throws our way. In episode 76, we talked about affirmations for healing and connection with aphasia. So now we are jiving into part two I am worthy. So let's get right to the meat of it. Why? We are focusing on affirmations and feelings of worthiness because it is the foundation for personal growth. And affirmations is one powerful, free, easier way to get there. So how did I possibly come to incorporating this into me personally, as well as my practice. It was really over the course of 2023 that I focused with my clients on what did they believe about themselves. Many of them had been dealing with aphasia for years. I'm thinking of two, spe- three specific people. Each one was nearly three years into their aphasia and their sense of worth was very, very low. When we addressed that perception and we were able to make some changes with their identity, who they were, what they thought they deserved, it was a profound impact on how they then learned, in treatment and how they applied those treatment modalities outside of the therapy session. Affirmations stems from a belief that recovery is more than just a physical process. It's an opportunity for holistic transformation. Affirmations are positive tools in this journey. Sometimes you have to start saying an affirmation and you may not believe it, but with time, repetition, practice, maybe some tweaking, getting the words just right, getting the phrasing just right. It is powerful. Affirmations can bolster your self-esteem and foster emotional resilience. Incorporating affirmations, whether I call them that or not, empowers my clients to see beyond their immediate difficulties. It's about instilling in them the belief that despite setbacks, struggles, you know, that one step forward, two steps back. Sometimes that is just a reality, but that's human growth, right? That's how we grow as persons and individuals. We have to strive. We have to push forward. So focusing on affirmations and positive thinking and dealing with identity, this approach aligns with my core values as a therapist, and it makes the therapy so much more powerful. Ultimately, in treatment, since I started the private practice, my focus is on healing and professional growth through affirmation, through positive thinking, through a belief that my clients can do more with their communication. They can connect with their loved ones. They can do the things they wanna do. You've heard the saying, where there's a will, there's a way. Affirmations can be one tool to help us achieve this outcome on a journey. So who am I to share this topic? Many of you know I'm a speech pathologist. This coming May, 30 years in speech pathology. And I've always worked with adults. I know the power of positive thinking. I will share with you my updated affirmation that I use for myself every night as I sleep. I have a commitment to whole person, whole family treatment. Client-centered approach is key to successful treatment. The evidence is in the impact that my clients have with getting back to communicating, whatever that means for them. There may be some legitimate communication barriers that we can't overcome, but who's to say we can't come up with strategies, approaches, workarounds, using tools and evidence to accomplish that. So let's jump in. Here's my affirmation because I don't want you to think I'm just sitting here preaching at you. I am actively using an affirmation. And since I've been talking about affirmations and since I planned these episodes for you guys, I keep tweaking my affirmation. So here's the one that I use. I am worthy of a peaceful healing sleep each night. As I wake up feeling refreshed and energized, I eagerly embrace the day and all the wonderful experiences it will bring. What do you think? How's my affirmation? I shared with you on the last episode, I struggle with sleeping. I have been working very hard for the last couple of years to figure that out, to look at the medical reasons and then the psychological reasons and the belief. I had to re- I had to let go of some of my beliefs that were impacting my sleep. What do I mean by that? I believe that if I was suffering, that my suffering would help me do more for my clients. Sounds kind of backwards when I say it definitely, it definitely sounds backwards when I say that out loud. But I felt like I had to sacrifice myself. I had to give up my sleep so I could find a different way, a different workaround, a different tool, technique, strategy to help my clients achieve their communication goals. Well, that was hurting my health. So therefore, I had to take a step back. I had to take my power back and say, I am worthy of a peaceful and healing sleep each night. So let's talk about the impact of negative self talk on mental health. When we say things, when we call ourselves names, when we say we're stupid, or that was an idiot thing to do, whatever it is, you reinforce that negativity when you say those things over and over again. It causes increased stress and anxiety. It leads to decreased motivation. When you continue to keep beating yourself up, how do you overcome that? Because you're beating yourself down, right? You can't overcome it because you are actively beating yourself down. When you speak negatively about yourself or your actions or your thoughts, it impacts your mood and it affects your self-esteem. You have to feel like you're worthy. That's why this episode is, I am worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of what it is you want. So how do we shift from negative self-talk? Because maybe you've always done negative self-talk, or maybe it just creeps in from the edges when you're worn out, or when you feel like you aren't being heard or listened to, or you're not getting the support you need. How do we shift from that negative self-talk to positive self-talk? So first off, we must acknowledge our challenges. We have to be realistic. Maybe you are the spouse of someone who went through a horrible car accident and he has a brain injury. And as a result of that, his way of talking, of acting, of being is very different from the man you married. Acknowledge it. The first thing to doing any kind of change, and this is not coming from me. This is from the mental health profession. This is from the psychology uh, profession. This is from all of those positive things we're supposed to understand about ourselves. You first have to acknowledge your challenges and what is the reality? Then you go on to focusing about where can you put your effort What is the most important? Because if you say there's 10 things I have to do, and then you beat yourself up when you can't do all 10, what about just focusing on one simple thing you can do? Break it down. Focus on one thing. Instead of saying, I am terrible at this, why don't you change how you approach whatever this is and reflect on it and say, I'm improving with practice. Recognize your progress rather than the end point, because depending on what it is you're talking about, there is no end point. I'm sorry to break it to you, but there is no end point. There's always just steps forward. It's about progress and moving forward. Continuing on with the thought of how do we switch from negative to positive. Sometimes we have to recognize external factors. Sometimes you don't get to control your situation. It's not that you failed, it's because something occurred that impacted your ability to keep moving forward. Think about self-compassion. Instead of judging yourself or saying, I shouldn't feel this way, acknowledge that it's okay to feel this way. But I would take that a step further. Yes, you can feel this way, but that feeling is not who you are. It is a feeling. It is something your body is doing to process whatever that situation is. You can feel that way, acknowledge it. It is a natural reaction, but then what can you do about it? Have some self-compassion. Maybe you couldn't problem-solve a situation because you weren't sleeping, or maybe because you weren't sleeping, you got sick, and then you made different choices than you would have made if you were fully rested and feeling good. Think about resilience. Instead of saying, I can't deal with this, say, I'm learning to cope. One of my favorite tools personally, my family can attest to this, is journaling. Oh my gosh, I'm, in, I'm getting a little nutty about it, but you know what? It is a positive way for me to get out of my head the thoughts and the to-do list and the goals and all that stuff that I have rolling around. I promote my own resilience by writing it down, breaking it into pieces so I can be successful. So let's turn all of this into some positive affirmations for the person who has aphasia. So let's say the person with aphasia has trouble expressing themselves. They struggle to find the right words in conversation. Instead of beating themselves up about it, they could turn it around and say, what I think and say matters. I will say what I want to say. Don't like those words? Pick your own words. But the point is you are acknowledging, yes, I may have difficulty getting my words out. Then come up with a way to encourage yourself to keep moving forward. So let's take another example. You are a person with aphasia who has trouble understanding what you hear. An affirmation you can use is every conversation Is a chance for me to improve my understanding. Social isolation. We already know and we've talked about it in past episodes. Folks with aphasia, families who have a loved one with aphasia, social isolation is real. It happens. You may feel that you don't deserve to be with other people because you can't talk. You can't do the things with your friends like you used to do because you have aphasia. Well, let's turn this around. An affirmation for social isolation could be my presence matters. My friends love me and I want to be with my friends. Maybe in that specific situation, you don't start going out to a concert with your friends, maybe like the way you used to. Maybe you start with a simple coffee date with a good friend and just go for 20 minutes, have your cup of coffee and move on. So what about for emotional and and psychological impact? What if you're feeling frustrated because every time you go to communicate, whether it's in a conversation or one on one, you just get so frustrated that you want to scream? Maybe you act out. Maybe you even throw things. Maybe you lash out at your loved ones because you are so frustrated. What about turning it around with an affirmation that says something like Progress takes time. I know I can feel frustrated, but breathing makes me feel better. Every attempt at talking is a step forward, and I'm learning and growing every day. Don't like how that affirmation sounds? Make it your own. So what if you have challenges with daily living and independence? You struggle to complete tasks like, getting ready in the morning. Maybe your spouse has to help you do some things because maybe the right side of your body isn't working like it was and you get mad. Acknowledge that, but also acknowledge that your spouse is there and helping you to succeed. Focus it positively with an affirmation that might say, I can figure out the strategies to make it better. If I put all of my things that I need to brush my teeth and shave in the morning, if I put them right here on the sink, it'll be a lot easier for me to do it. Change the way you think with an affirmation. Reframing negative thoughts is crucial by using positive thoughts. Feel overwhelmed, break it into pieces. So caregivers, you are next on my list. We're going to talk about caregiver affirmation. What are some of the challenges a caregiver may go through? And some of you may say amen to each one of these. First one, emotional and physical burnout. Instead of saying, I can't do this anymore. Maybe you could say, my gosh, this is hard. And I feel overwhelmed. But I am still me. I'm doing an important job. And to take care of me, I'm gonna take a break every day and drink my coffee and look at the birds. I'm gonna look out for my health and my well being. I want you to try this, caregivers, because being a caregiver is hard work. Maybe you're a caregiver that feels inadequate, unprepared, unappreciated. You might feel like I'm not doing enough, I'm failing. Well, let's turn that positive and say, I'm doing the best I can with the resources and knowledge I have. Recognize that I have limits, but I know I can seek help and support. What about the caregiver who is feeling socially isolated? Whether the friends, the families and the neighbors don't come around as much as they did in the early days because they don't know what to say or they feel your energy and you feel bad and you're angry and you're overwhelmed. They don't know how to help you. So over time you become socially isolated. So here's an affirmation that could work for you as a caregiver who might be feeling socially isolated, I have a good friend who cares about me and wants to spend time with me because they care about me. I will connect with my friend and with others, and I will get the support that I need. It is not selfish to want to have connection, to put yourself out there, to have those connections with others. It is self-care, it is self-love. It is about you getting what you need because if your cup is empty, you can't give. What about the caregiver that is struggling with the financial strain, the responsibility. Maybe this is a new role and you weren't used to being the one that has to manage all the finances to make those big decisions. And you know you're struggling. So let's turn it positive. I'm learning and adapting to to being the financial person in the family. Money is scary, but I know that I can find people to help me do this successfully? What if you're the caregiver that is finding difficulty balancing their personal life? Again, maybe it's self-isolation and you realize you've lost touch with who you are as a person outside of being a caregiver. You can acknowledge that while, care, while I'm a caregiver for my husband who I love dearly, It's a big part of my life, but it's not all of my life. I'm going to make time to take care of myself. So for caregivers, reframing negative thoughts is not not at all about dismissing real challenges, but it's about recognizing efforts, acknowledging the complexity of the role of being a caregiver and understanding the importance of self-care and support. So let's get to our action plan. I have a formula for you for creating an affirmation. And this is based on, this is a system and it's a blend of widely recognized principles about affirmations, but I've put the communication twist and speech therapy, speech pathology twist on it. So we're gonna use the acronym SPEAK, S P E a K pretty clever, right? Okay. So let me tell you, speak stands for simple, positive, empowering, affirming, and kind. These are the essential elements for effective and meaningful affirmation. While these ideas are a common part of many different practices for affirmations, we're going to use speak, as our formula for improving communication. So simple, keep your affirmations short and straightforward so that you can learn to understand them if you're hearing, learn to say them out loud, whatever the case may be. If you're a person with aphasia, there's more than one way to use an affirmation. Keep it positive, the P stands for positive. Frame affirmations in a positive manner, focusing on strengths and capabilities. What do you want? That's what you focus on. Empowering, choose words that invoke a sense of empowerment and self-efficacy. Affirming, make sure your affirmation is about your self-worth your value, your abilities. And finally, K is for kind. Use language that is kind and compassionate. Speak is the formula you can use, whether you have aphasia or you are a caregiver of someone with aphasia. But how do we make affirmation stick? So let's say, and I told you on the last episode with one of my new clients, Her affirmation is, I will speak in sentences. Over the years of her aphasia, she had reduced herself down to single words. And then it left the burden on the listener to understand exactly what her intent was with that word. But when we just did a few minutes of practice, she could speak in sentences And that is her first affirmation. She may not need this affirmation for more than a week or two. And then we're gonna adapt it to the next thing that she wants to accomplish. So how do we make affirmation sticks? Repetition, repetition, repetition. You have to repeat it. You have to rinse and repeat, do it over and over. Visualize. If you're gonna speak in sentences, You have to see yourself speaking in sentences to someone else. You have to visualize it. And I am not a visualizer. That is not my superpower. I've had to work on it. And you can too. Adaptation. Over time, you're going to modify. You don't like how that sounds or maybe you've grown past one affirmation. Start up another one and stick with it. I find that I do things that I write down. If I just think them over and over, it doesn't stick. So, creating affirmations with the speak formula is key. Speak is simple, positive, empowering, affirming, and kind. So, now I'm throwing down the gauntlet. I am going to dare you to craft your own powerful affirmation using the speak method. And I want you to integrate it boldly into your life. But let's take this up a notch. I don't want you just thinking it. I dare you to creatively share your affirmation. When you say things out loud to another person, it makes you accountable. And what I mean by accountability is not that that other person's going to come back to you and say, hey, you didn't do it. It's you being accountable to you. So how can you be accountable with your affirmation? Write it down, put it on a post-it note and tape it on your bathroom mirror, write it down, stick it on your computer, put it in the notes app on your phone. Better yet, Share it with me. Oh my gosh, I would be so grateful to hear your affirmation for you. So if you're, wherever you are listening or watching this episode, you can post a comment, put your affirmation. You don't have to put your name with it. Better yet, email it to me. Write it down and put it on a post-it. Snap a picture of that post-it and post that picture on social media email it to me send me a smoke signal send the carrier pigeon you've got to put yourself out there this isn't just any challenge it's a chance and a dare for you to grow to speak your truth to connect with yourself as well as our amazing community do you accept the dare I can't wait to see how you rise to this challenge. Do life, tell the mail lady when she delivers your mail. I'm going to speak in sentences and she's going to say, Good for you. I dare you. Do life, speechpathology.com. On there, you can sign up for the newsletter, you can email me directly, or you can post to any of my social media platforms. Affirmations are powerful. What is it you want to accomplish? Until next time, have a
1: fabulous week, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. Wishing you a fabulous week.